0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Typical Skeptic Show. I have with me back tonight a, a great guest. You guys are going to love him, uh, Jim Gerard. He goes by the name Revel Artist, as you can tell by the background of his pictures. He's an amazing artist, um, but he also is an esoteric knowledge, and he has UFO stories, stories about Atlantis. He does Dice Code Divination. That's what we talked about last time, where if you send him um, uh, two pictures, he'll explain it, but... He does something where he reads these dice and he comes up with messages for you. It's called Dice Code Divination. It's very interesting. And then he also was telling me he does palm readings. We're going to talk about that, too. So we have a lot to talk about. So, Jim, thank you for coming back on the show. How are you?
1: Good. Thanks for having me on a second time.
0: Oh, I love it. You told me you have a lot of stuff that you wanted to talk about. So what do you want to get into first? UFO stories or what?
1: Yeah, I got a couple of UFO stories.
0: Yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, there's a guy who lives across the street. His name
1: is Augusto. He's a Puerto Rican. And uh, he grew up in San Juan, Puerto Rico, which is right in the Bermuda Triangle. And one day when he was four years old, something woke him up. And he, wa- he walked through the whole apartment, and his whole family was gone. So then he walked over to the window, and when he looked out the window, there was no street lights, no barking dogs. No cars, no people, no nothing. The, the whole neighborhood had been abducted. What? Is, are you serious? Yeah. And then you looked up in the sky. There was a formation of hundreds of UFOs.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Does he have any like ra- record of this? Or like how I mean, like did does he remember anything or
1: well, as I was talking to him, he was remembering bits and pieces of the the details of what happened.
0: Wow, that's so amazing. I've never heard of a whole neighborhood getting abducted before, but I have have heard of, like, mass abductions. They do do that, I've heard. Like, you know, um, why do you think they do this? Like, did you ever think of
1: what... Well, they must have done it because there was something that they were doing up in the sky that they didn't want the neighborhood to see.
0: Yeah. I mean, but like, what do you think like they, they, why do you, what's your theory on abductions in general? Why do you think they do it? I mean, obviously they do, they're trying to get DNA from people. You know, we've known that for years. They take semen from men and they take uh, eggs from women and then they implant women with for babies and it's just a, a whole mess. But I mean like, and, 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 but some people say they have positive contact and then some people say they have negative contact. What are your thoughts on the whole abduction thing? Well, I, I
1: thought the interview you did with uh, Nathaniel Gillis was fascinating. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean he he was presenting some ideas I I'd never heard before, and it was very factual because he was referencing scriptures from the Bible.
0: Yeah, he thinks they're like demonic, or he thinks that they might be like um, he thinks they might be. Uh... What's the word like they, they the same thing as uh they, they like they might come in different forms like they yeah. come in a form of demonic possession or they can come in the form of someone abducting you
1: yeah i'm I'm in the same boat as you are you know wondering what this whole phenomena
0: really means I know it's strange isn't it it's a uh, it's perplexion and then the government came out and they they're saying that um you know the, the, the UFOs, they're finally admitting that UFOs are real, and they came out with a disclosure report, but they didn't really say much in it, and you know, I think, I think if you ask me, I think abductions are a big reason as to why they don't want to, uh, you know, admit to why that they're the whole, the, soul of the whole story, because people have been getting taken for years. Yeah,
1: there was, um, there was a really good TV program that came on years ago, called Intruders, and uh, it was a couple hours long, but I must have watched it a dozen times because it it was all about abduction. Did they make it off of
0: Bud Hopkins' book, Intruders?
1: Yeah, I I think that's what it was.
0: Wow, that's pretty amazing. I didn't know they made a TV show off his book. If
1: you haven't seen the the video, you ought to check it out.
0: Yeah, I will. I definitely will check that out. Do you have other UFO stories, too? Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: this one, I, I want to show you uh, this this red disc I got from a book by Ted Owens.
0: Who's Ted Owens?
1: Ted Owens wrote the book "How to Contact Space People."
0: I, I've never, I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it.
1: Yeah, the, his book is called "How to Contact Space People," and uh, this is the diagram of the meditation that's in the book. And what you do is you visualize a circle. And I wrote, "Send a UFO." That that was my my uh, request, and then the uh, the two beings that contacted him, which these grasshopper beings that he called Twitter and Tweeter.
0: Wow! So they're like um, what do you call those? Uh, the uh, why am I thinking? I'm not thinking of it right now. The, the, insectoids, the insectoids. The insectoids. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what they were. And uh, I get a close up here of the the disc, the red disc.
0: What? Where? Where did you where did you come up with those? What is it like a button or something like?
1: It's a button with a, a circle and a line going through it and a lightning bolt.
0: Has it worked for you? I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, it worked twice. That's my story I, I wanted to tell you. Okay, so I, I went up to a hilltop and uh, I would do this uh, every year for about two or three years in the month of November. And the reason I chose the month of November was because in 1970, In the month of November, I had a night vision. That was right after I became a born-again Christian. So so anyway, I'd go up to this hill, and I'd meditate, and I'd picture the circle, and I'd picture Twitter and Tweeter, and I would think, send a UFO. And then the next day, I went to visit these two friends of mine, Mike and Mary, and the first thing they said to me when I got there was, we saw a UFO yesterday. We saw it right through the window. Wow. And they, and they described it and everything, and I and I said to them, "Wow, my meditation really worked." Yeah. And they were like, "What meditation?" And I said, "I did a meditation. I requested the UFO to to come and, you know, be in this area." You know, yeah. I, had to, I had to explain it to them because, I mean, it, it did it just it's not a normal thing that you hear every day, you know.
0: Did you ever hear that CE five that Stephen Greer does? I've heard about it. He he does that where they get into large groups and they meditate about UFOs too, and they're able to call in UFOs. It seems like a thing that people do. Like, um, but I've never heard of the book by Ted Owens. But me personally, like, I want to see a UFO, but I'm kind of afraid of like, you know, because I hear all the negative talk about the abductions and everything. I'm kind of worried about like what would happen if I did see one. You know?
1: Well, Ted Owens was called a PK man. I think it's. Oh, up. oh, yeah.
0: I, 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 I did an interview with Jeffrey Mishlov.
1: Yeah, the, the PK man. They they call him that because he was able to control the weather with his mind.
0: The psychokinesis.
1: Psychokinesis.
0: Yeah, I interviewed Jeffrey Mishlov on all about it. But I, I, I'll be honest. Like when I interviewed Doctor Mishlove, I wasn't. Um, I I thought it was a good interview. It went okay. But um, I didn't know, Ted Owens actually wrote a book about like how to contact aliens too.
1: Yeah, that's where I get the idea to tell you about this uh, meditation that I did. Yeah. Now the the second year I did another meditation, I did it in the same exact spot, uh, same exact way. And then the next day after doing that one, uh, somebody approached me on the street and said, did you hear about the UFO crash?
2: Well, I really?
1: Said, yeah, so I said, well, you know, where did it happen? And he said, West Fitchburg.
0: Where is that at? Is
1: that, uh, uh, West Fitchburg is uh, central Massachusetts. Okay. Okay, so this twice in a row that I did the meditation and, and a UFO showed up, but I never got to see either one of them.
0: Yeah. And that's <laughs> it, weird.
1: It's, it was probably because i didn't request to be able to see it
0: yeah you probably have to be specific but you probably were definitely calling them in
1: yeah i was calling them in and they were coming in but uh, like on the second one uh the military must have come in and confiscated the craft because you know that's what they do
0: yeah they're trying to they try to they try to um redo it they try to get it to so they can get it to work for them you know what I mean uh, re-engineer a reverse engineer now uh, the craft but um that's an amazing story is it well known that crash in your area or is it like oh no, no they they probably announced it one
1: time and they never mentioned it again
0: Well, that's pretty interesting because, like, you would think that, you know, more people would know. But I think that's awesome, though, because that's, like, not a well-known crack.
1: Yeah. If you know anything about the way the TV news media will report something that's unusual like that, they'll say it one time at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Everybody's sleeping, and they say it one time, and then this way they can say they reported
0: it. Well, let me ask you this, like, because I, I I interviewed this guy. I don't know if you ever saw my interviews with Stan Gordon. He uh he's like a UFO researcher from Pennsylvania, and he's been researching UFOs since like 1969. He said back then the media was more frequently to to put you back like back, back in like the, the, maybe even the 80s, 70s, 60s. The news media was more uh, inept to put like stories about UFOs on the news, whereas now it's like they don't want to put
1: anything out of them on it. Yeah. Is that right? Oh, yeah. It, it, when the father back you go, like 1947 Roswell, they printed it right in the newspaper. Yeah. You know, disc crashes and, you know, I mean, back then they started calling them flying saucers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like Kenneth Kenneth Arnold. He saw yeah. it, he called it, he said it's like a flying saw. He said it's
1: like a flying saw. He, I think he termed that point, right? Yeah. Okay, I, I want to tell you the beginning of the story of the schematic I sent to Steve Gibbs, which he used to create a time machine.
0: Yeah, that's someone to talk to you about. Like, do you think time travel really is possible?
1: Yeah, it's possible, but uh, we, we have a tendency to think that time travel, uh, you know, you need a machine to time travel. But this is just because, you know, our consciousness right now is not really fully developed, and we're using electronics and machines, which are like extensions of consciousness. But you can time travel with with consciousness itself.
0: How do you do that? Like, do you just get into a meditative state? Boy,
1: you know, you're asking the same questions that I've been asking my whole life. Yeah. I, I know that uh, during the time of Atlantis, yeah, Lord Shiva was on Earth, and his wife's name was Parvati, and she had some expansions, and one of those expansions is called Kali, another one is called Durga, and there was another one, um, they're all female, and th- this other female had the ability to control time.
0: Wow, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, she could reverse time and go forward in time and change timelines.
0: How did you hear these stories about Atlantis?
1: Uh, that, that's part of what, what I want to talk about in, in this interview, because uh, d- during the time of Atlantis, there was this phenomenon called um, a monopole, which is a single pole. And when Atlantis sank, we went to a dipole, which is two poles which is a black hole on the top
0: and a black hole on the bottom. And you, are you talking about, are you getting to, like there's going to be a pole shift or what?
1: No, it's not. It's not it doesn't have to do with the poles of the Earth. A, a monopole means one pole, let's say, of a magnet. Okay. All right, I want to get into that, but I want to show you this diagram uh, and tell you the beginning of the story of this schematic and how I gave it to Steve Gibbs.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Tell me. Okay, so Sumerian cobalt magnet. Yeah. You get in this. What's the Sumerian cobalt magnet? If you could go over some of the parts first. Okay. Great. So
1: a Sumerian cobalt magnet is a very powerful, man-made magnet. And this magnet here is an electromagnet. And this over here is a potentiometer, which is like a a tuning device. Okay. So I was I was waiting for the inventor. His name is Bruce Peral. He's a brilliant inventor from New Hampshire. And I was at the house waiting for him to come back from the White Mountains. And when he came up the stairs, he was all excited. And he says to me, I wanna show you my invention. I'm gonna turn a piece of wood into a magnet. So what he did was he took the device and he put it up against a wooden desk and he tuned it to the resonant frequency of the wood. And when when he pulled the device off, the magnet stayed on the
0: wood. So what, what happened then?
1: Like... He, he turned a piece of wood into a magnet. Oh my God, it's amazing. Then I said to him, how did you do that? And then he said to me, a magnet is something with all the atoms are all lined up in a straight line, okay? So what he did with, with this device was when he put it up against the wood, he tuned it to the resonant frequency of the wood. And that's what lined the atoms up in a straight line.
0: And that's what made it transform.
1: Yes, it lined up the atoms in a straight line and the wood became a magnet.
0: That's so amazing.
1: Yeah, because basically wood has a random atomic structure. It's random.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like scattered and random, but a a magnet If you think about it, a magnet is a higher sense of what they call order. Yeah. And something that has scattered atoms has less order, and less order is attracted to something of a higher order.
0: That makes sense.
1: Okay, so now I want to get back to the story that Steve Gibbs was talking about, the two time travelers that he gave some sort of Spanish name to, like, Paco and Jose or whatever so anyway (laughs) half his story was true because there's actually two people involved in getting him the schematic and that's me because I gave it to him and the inventor I got it from the inventor okay so this guy Steve Gibbs really thought that me and this guy Bruce were time travelers he thought you were actually doing it
2: but you weren't
1: Right, I, I've never time travel. I'm not even psychic. Yeah, that, that's why you know I have to use the uh, the dice divination to sort yeah. of.
0: but that, that that dice divination is pretty real. I mean that that, that 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 really um that's so interesting, you know. And what you were telling me about um I don't want to take you off course, but what you were telling me with the palms, I want to send you my palms and have you read my palms, and and you could talk about how you get into that you're such an interesting person man like you have so many interesting things you could talk about I could sit here and talk to you forever like so get back to this time machine so what ended up happening with Steve Gibbs
2: well
1: (laughs) he traveled around the country telling the story about how I gave him the schematic see when I first sent it to him I said to him whatever you do don't release this thing out into the public because the government doesn't like this stuff you'll get in trouble But at the time, I didn't know he was adept at electronics. So you know, I I sent him the schematic and the next thing I know, he's building these time machines and he's selling them and he's going around the country, he's becoming famous. Wow. And he's talking about how I gave him the schematic.
0: But do you think people were actually trying time traveling?
1: Yes, you can physically time travel with the device, but what you have to do is you have to go into the woods with a uh, like a transistor radio and find a
2: spot where there's no radio signal.
0: How do you do that?
2: I don't know. It, it, it's, it's too
1: complex for me to get into.
0: Yeah. But you, I mean, but you, so you, you follow these instructions that Steve Gibbs says, or basically, right?
1: Yeah. Like there's certain days that you can't use the time machine.
0: Huh. That's so weird. But it actually works.
1: uh, It worked for me the first time.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, he's
1: called me up, like, when I was in the Hare Krishna temple, uh, he called me up on the phone, and um, he was telling me that he's been traveling through time without the machine, and and he's asking asking me my advice, but I didn't have any advice for him, because I don't know anything about time travel from experience. Yeah. You know, when John Lennon was murdered, um, I, I wanted to go back in time and stop it from happening.
0: Oh yeah, they, he was one of the best, John Lennon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But basically, I was just pissed off at the world. You know. Yeah. And and what I found out later on was that if you go back and you prevent something from happening, that the universe has a way of making it happen in some other manner.
0: So it's, it's all meant, everything's meant to be.
1: Uh, from, from that perspective, yes. It's, there, there is an element of predetermination, but there's also an element of um, free choice and flexibility. Very free well. Yeah. Uh, y- you've heard the term uh, glitch in the matrix?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I wanted to
2: explain that to you. The matrix is the glitch.
0: What's that mean? What do you mean, like?
1: The, okay, the matrix is the glitch itself.
0: Well, yeah, like it's messed up. You're saying, like.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- this reality that we're in is false. Okay. Yeah. Now I was just listening to uh, a video by Starfire Tour.
0: I like her. Yeah, 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 she's, yeah.
1: yeah. She's really, really brilliant. Uh, she'd be somebody to, for you to interview if you get a hold of her. Anyway, she was saying that the real reality is the core matrix. Okay? Yeah, what does she um,
0: mean by that? I've heard her say that. Like, and I I, I, You that. know,
1: like I said, I'm asking the same questions you are. I'm yeah. wondering the same things, the same exact things.
0: Yeah.
1: But anyway, what I was thinking was the core matrix that she's referring to The the way I perceive it is that the core matrix or the true reality is consciousness, okay? Now, when you get rid of the false reality, you arrive at consciousness, okay? Now, Albert Einstein said that consciousness is expanding in all directions at all times, okay? So when Nikola Tesla described the material universe, He described it as a dimensional realm which has no edges.
0: What's that mean? All right,
1: try try and picture in your mind a dimensional
2: realm that has no edges. It would be round. No. Well, All
1: right, let's get into the monopole because this is really what I wanted to tell you about. Okay, there's a, there's a video called Satyug Golden Age. And Satyug is spelled S-A-T-Y-U-G Golden Age. That's the name of the website. It's the only website on the internet where they talk about this phenomena called the monopole, okay? Now, during the time of Atlantis, there was this monopole which was bringing in 100% of the universal energies which made the earth like a utopia, okay? So when Atlantis crashed and they they had the flood and everything, the monopole was replaced by a dipole. And this dipole was the two black holes, one on top of the firmament and one on the bottom of the firmament. So, So in other words, back then the earth was flat and they were seeing it as flat. But when the dipole came in, which creates duality We now see the earth as being round.
0: And that's why, oh, and that's why there's so many people that fight over flat earth and round earth because there was a a flat earth at one point and there was a round earth at one point, right?
1: Yeah, the whole flat earth and round earth argument is, is ridiculous. Yeah. It's totally ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you know you're able to breathe air and you can drink water and you know the, the earth supports life yeah what difference does it make if it's flat around it that, that's, that's just what I, say too,
0: I always say we have so many bigger problems on our hands like you know like uh missing people every year like did you ever i mean i, I always bring this up on my show like the missing 411 that that guy does like where people are disappearing out of national parks and people are you know being sex trafficked and yeah, yeah. human human trafficking and kidnapping is up and they, they it's just a it's a, it's a crazy world we live in you know
1: yeah the guy's name is Palades
0: yeah david palades yeah well yeah. they uh, the, the, the
1: rangers weren't willing to give him the information
0: yeah they they shut him down the, the government yeah. shut him down
1: yeah definitely and so anyway, get, getting back to the monopole, um, we we may be going back to a monopole like once existed in Atlantis. Okay. So, did you ever hear of David Cerrita?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, I actually feel really bad for him. He's a friend of mine on Facebook. His wife just passed away. Like, on, yeah, I, I, I saw I, that. Yeah. yeah,
1: his wife was gorgeous.
0: Yeah, I know. I feel I feel so bad because like. He's such a nice guy. I've had him on my show before. And, uh, I, he, you know, he broke down the whole Navy UFO thing. And then um, he got real into, like, not religion, but, like, spirituality, where he talks yeah. about, like, the staff of Moses. He has these staffs and stuff like that. And, yeah. Uh, he, he, um, he uh, he's real, real spiritual about God and everything, but in his own way, not in a religious dogma. I'm sure you know, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. He, uh, he planted a million trees by himself. What? He planted a million trees. How? He went out and planted them. Really? Yeah, a million.
0: How did you know that?
1: I I've been following him for years.
0: Wow, I
1: didn't know that. He actually planted a um a, a million one hundred thousand. Wow. That the guy's a humanitarian. Yeah. So so anyway, I'm watching this video by David Sarita. And he starts talking about the monopole and he's got this uh this harmonic vibration the sound on one of his videos and he plays the sound and he's humming along with the sound and the first thing went through my mind is he's the only guy that ever said anything about a monopole since i'd watched that that video about the satyug okay so when i looked up i looked up monopole the definition of monopole is that it is like on a battery you have negative and positive which is two poles which they call a dipole but a monopole would be like just the negative okay and then it went on to say that scientists have been trying to create a monopole for 80 years and that's what they've been doing with the cern hadron collider
0: wow that's so interesting like why why, why are they why would they try to? Why would they want to create a monopole?
1: Because in a monopole, you get one hundred percent.
0: What do you mean you get one hundred percent?
1: okay, on a battery, fifty percent negative, negative, fifty percent positive
2: So you mean the world's
0: going to be like really negative with this monopole?
2: No, no. what I'm saying
1: is under the monopole, you get one hundred percent of the universe energy coming in and your your consciousness is totally ascended
0: that's amazing
1: yeah The, the other thing is um you know uh i don't think david sarita realizes that what he's doing with humming these harmonic tones is is actually activating the monopole back into existence
2: I didn't know that. I haven't
0: been
1: following him. Well, on, you know, it's kind of speculation on my part, but it makes perfect sense. Okay, so I wrote a letter to him about the monopole, and he didn't write back probably because he didn't know about it. But I, I wrote an email to Gene Decode about um, the flat Earth and the monopole and that, you know, the, the flat Earth is, is something that people used to see because of the monopole. So he wrote back. He didn't say anything about the monopole, probably for the same reason. He didn't know anything about the monopole. But what he said about the flat earth was really interesting because he said that there was a mistranslation from Greek to another language. And that's where the the misunderstanding of the flat earth started.
0: That's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, you know, the flat earth is not going to like that.
0: But, yeah, I mean, uh, but they they have a a, a really weird um, way of looking at things. Like they 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 say that not to use Google, but then they use Google to try to prove their point. Like, yeah, it, 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 I'm totally against. I'm not I'm not a flat earther. I let a guy come on and share his story because, like, you know, he wanted to share his story. So, and, and he's a nice guy, Dave Weiss. Like. Yeah. yeah, but um, I don't agree with it. I don't agree yeah.
1: with it at all. I'm, I'm working on a sketch right now of a flat earther, and it's a guy with a flat face. <laughs>
0: That's funny.
1: So, so anyway, let's say you go up in this uh, space in a in a shuttle, and you look out the window at the earth, and the earth is round.
2: Okay, what what's causing the earth to look round?
0: Is it our consciousness?
2: Yes,
1: that, that's exactly my point. But our consciousness is all it's also tied in with the dipole. That, that's the whole point I'm trying to explain here is that consciousness under the monopole is 100% universal. Okay, so when the dipole came in, the amount of energy coming in from the universe went down to, uh, let's say, 30%. Okay. So, what they did was they built pyramids all over the, the world. And the reason for the pyramids was to bring in more universal energy because now we're under a dipole. Okay. So, with the pyramids, the universal energy coming in went, went back up to, let's say, 50 or 60, but it never reached 100.
2: Wow. But now it's
0: going to reach 100.
2: I'm 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 thinking it's going to reach a hundred,
1: mostly because of what David Sarita's is doing with with vibration and sound. Because I I watched the video and I, I hummed right along with it, and I I felt a vibration throughout my whole body. Wow. Well,
0: he does some amazing stuff, then, huh?
1: Yeah, he's right on target.
0: Yeah. Uh, how How do we do that then? Like. How can we do it and expand our consciousness more here? Like, well,
1: I mean, it it depends. Whatever resonates with you. Like, some people is uh, silent meditation with the eyes closed. Uh, you know, for me, it was chanting the Hari Krishna mantra, which is you know vocal. You know, because you say the mantra out loud, and then you hear it, and then you say it, hear it, say it, and hear it. So it's kind of like revving the engine. But some people like to close their eyes and meditate in silence.
0: You have a lot of uh, experience in these Eastern traditions. It seems like, like you know, a lot about like Indian traditions, stuff like that. Yeah, I've read
1: all the Krishna books.
0: Oh, you have? Oh, yeah. Well, what wasn't Krishna like the same characteristics as Jesus?
1: Um, You you could say that. You know, a lot of people believe that, and there's a there's a huge comparison between the two. But Jesus was more like a man avatar. And Krishna is the Godhead. So, so in other words, uh, you know, when you hear people say that Krishna reincarnated, no, Krishna never, doesn't reincarnate, never. Humans reincarnate, Godhead doesn't.
0: Oh, you're saying he's a Godhead.
1: He's the Godhead.
0: What's that mean, like, in your mind?
1: He's the original personality of God.
0: So he's the, the original expression of consciousness on this earth? Not on this earth.
2: He's not on this earth. Where is he at? In the universe? He's not in the universe. Where would he be then? He's in the spiritual world.
0: Okay.
1: The spiritual world is is millions of times bigger than this material world.
0: Yeah. This is this, this is really interesting. I don't know a lot about it, but I'm,
1: I'm trying to follow along. Yeah, you, you have a relationship with the Godhead, just like everybody else. It's just that right now we're, we're in a state of uh, amnesia.
2: Yeah.
1: We're, we're sleeping.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, this relationship with the Godhead it can take many, many lifetimes to reactivate.
0: When do you think we'll finally be awake to see it or have it in our lives?
2: It depends on your desire. Yeah. Uh, you know, Krishna started
1: appearing to me in my dreams around the year 2000. Really? Yeah, but that was because I had been chanting the Maha Mantra, the Hare Krishna Mantra, you know, for several years up until that point.
0: Now, what is the difference between that and, like, Tibetan Buddhism?
1: Okay. Buddha was an expansion of Lord Krishna. Okay. Uh, But he came as an atheist. Okay? And the reason he came as an atheist was because at that time, the people were not ready to accept a personal Godhead. So when they asked him who is God or is there a God? His answer was, I don't know if there's a God." And the other thing about the Godhead is that uh, he's, he's not like this idea of a God sitting on a throne. He has this potency called Yoga Maya where he places himself under an illusion.
2: And he places himself under an illusion that he's a human being. So he doesn't know that he's God.
0: Yeah, okay, so Krishna doesn't know that he's the Godhead.
2: Not when he's with
1: humans. When he's with humans, he places himself under this illusion. And doesn't, he doesn't know that he's God so that he can relate to humans.
0: So let me ask you this. then: This is the even deeper question. How do you think God came to be?
1: God is.
0: He just is what he is. He yeah, he didn't never just came to be.
1: He didn't come to be. He is.
0: Well, I mean, everything. It seems like everything had to have a start. You know what I mean? That's where I'm going with that. Like, right. yeah, like everything right. had to have okay. a.
1: Where you're going is to the material universe, because that's where we're at. We're in the we're in a physical avatar, trapped in these bodies, in the material universe. So,
2: here. So, through every perception that you have, everything has a beginning. Yeah. But
0: in the spiritual world, things just are. They just, they just, right. they just it's just, eternal. Because time's not, another thing would be, is time's not linear, right?
1: Right. Time time is just a, a creation of the human mind.
0: And it's so hard to get around. Like, it's like, it, it's the, and, and like, when one thing I wanted to talk to you about was like, you know, I, I always talk about time travel, but another thing, I'm try- to, a couple of things I'm trying to do is, like, I'm trying to manifest a better life for myself right now, and I'm having problems manifesting, and then I'm trying to also have an out-of-body experience, because I want to uh, experience more of this, I want to see the, you know, I'm actually practicing at night, you know what I mean, like, yeah. um, pe- people, they might, my girlfriend thinks I'm crazy, you know, like, like uh, like because like I'm reading Robert Monroe's Journeys Out of the Body and you know, I play this music every night to try to induce an out of body experience. I've gotten pretty close. I've gotten to the point where my body starts shaking and then I stop. I hurry up and I stop because I get scared. Because I'm afraid yeah. like if I pop, if I pop out of my body, what if I can't get back in, you know?
1: Yeah. If if you do the right things, you can speed up the, the rate of your co- frequency consciousness.
0: Well, how do you
1: do that? Well, the best way to do it is like once I fasted for five days. Yeah. And at the end of the five days, I had a vision.
0: What was your vision?
1: Offhand, I don't remember what it was, but yeah. I, definitely, I definitely had a vision after five days. Yeah. You know, men have to do that, but the American Indians, uh, they didn't believe that the women had to do that at all because the, the women uh, are the bearers of life, and so the, the life. Women are the life force, yeah. but but the men are different. So the, you know, the the Mar- the American Indians they had to go into the woods for two weeks at a time by themselves and fast and pray to the Great Spirit, and and get visions
2: and get insights, and that's how they did it. That's pretty interesting. Why? Like- But
1: but the man has to do something along those lines of, you know, fasting and meditating.
0: Yeah, to get to, to, to expand your consciousness. So you're saying like out of body, like both of these things can be achieved with with um, what you're talking about with meditation and fasting, like maybe out of body experiences. I mean, would you would you say that out of body experiences are okay to have?
1: Um, it it depends. Like I had one when I was about eighteen, and it scared the living daylights out of me. You know, yeah. I was right, I was right out of my body, and then I I realized, wow, what am I doing out here? I'm not in my body, so I I jumped back in.
0: Yeah,
1: scared the living daylights out of me.
0: When when the other night when I was doing it, another thing happened too that I that I uh that I was I was I didn't tell anybody about like. I started. I started. um, I okay. I I had the 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 OBE induction binaural beat going, and I was just laying there on my bed. I was by myself at this time, and um, I I started to pop out of my. I was starting to shake. My body was starting to shake bad. Like like I was gonna pop out of my body, and then my eyes open. I had started to fall asleep. I was gonna. I was probably gonna pop out of my body, fall asleep. Like. You know, because I think we do when we dream, anyway. You know, I'm not sure, but um, I I opened my eyes and I saw this shadow being. It was like look, it was like looking at me, like it was ready for me to pop out of my body. So I think sometimes evil things can be waiting for you if you do that too. What do you think? Yeah, well, it kind of reminds me of uh, some dreams that I was having
1: uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, th- these these people that I was seeing in my dreams. I, I started realizing that there were agents.
0: What do you mean like agents? Like...
1: Well, one, one night I had a lucid dream and I said to one of them, I know who you are and I know what you're doing. And from that point on, uh, they, they formed a different strategy. And then, and then the next night when I saw them, they were like 20 feet away from me. Wow. That's strange. But I, I realized that there were agents.
0: Uh, they were uh, government agents?
1: No, not government agents. Astral agents.
0: Uh, what's an astral agent?
1: Well, when, you, when you're dreaming, you're in the astral plane.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know that.
1: Okay, so the agents that I saw, I'm still seeing them now because what they did was they started inching their way closer and closer from 20 feet away to now it's like right up close. What do you no. think
0: they're trying to do? Do you think they're trying
1: to take your soul or something? No, um, I'm I'm actually pretty strong. You know, I have a lot of inner strength. So when when they start messing around, I just kick the crap out of them.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, I beat them up or I I swear at them and yell at them and tell them to get lost or whatever. Yeah, you know, I, I do whatever I have to do to get rid of them. You know, but it's really annoying because. I, you know, I keep thinking I, I could be having all these wonderful dreams about flying and stuff, and I'm not because I'm dealing with these agents.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> this, I, I've been
1: trying to figure it out for years.
0: Yeah, it's like you can never win in life, right? You know, like, that's how I feel, like, you know, like, no matter what you do. But this has been amazing. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Like, do you want to tell people your website and everything? Like,
1: um. I'm going to have to write it down and send it to you in an email. But uh, like I said, you know, about the, if someone wants to learn the dice method, uh, they can send me two photos, one of each palm, and then uh, a follow-up on Skype or some sort of video chat, because I I don't like this, you know, emailing back and forth, like sending a million emails. I'm not into that. Yeah. If, If they really want to communicate with me and, learn about the dice method i i do it through skype or zoom okay but yeah they can start they can send me a photo of each palm i send them a palm reading and the palm reading gives me like a blueprint of that person's uh nature and their personality and their tendencies and that sort of thing
0: yeah i'm gonna try it i'm gonna send you i'm gonna send you a picture of my palms and like and then we, maybe we can do a follow-up. Like you can read my poems, and then we can come on the air and talk about it.
1: Yeah, that would be a good idea.
0: Do you want to do that? We can do that. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. That, that's an excellent idea.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I, I was just wondering if you had a couple of minutes. I wanted to tell you a couple of dice code stories.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Okay, I know these people in Japan. I was talking to them on Skype, and they were she-lights. What's that? They they were worshiping Lord Shiva. Oh, okay. Okay, they they were Hare Krishna devotees, but the wife was a Shivite and the husband was was also a, a Shivite in the sense because Shiva is also an expansion of Lord Krishna. Yeah. Okay. So I got this reading that said that twenty people were going to be shot dead by an Uzi in a drug deal that went bad, and then on the bottom it said, chant some mantras to Lord Shiva and the timeline will change.
2: Wow, it said this
0: in the dice message.
1: Yeah, so I thought about asking them to chant some mantras to Lord Shiva, but for some reason, I just didn't feel compelled to ask them to do it. So a couple of days later, I threw the dice and I said, you know, what's happening with the the changing of the timeline, is it, is it the same or did it change? And the reading said that the timeline had been changed. And I thought to myself, how could the timeline change? I, I didn't ask anybody to, to chant mantras to Lord Shiva. And about five minutes later, they called me on Skype, and the first thing they said was, We just got done doing some mantras to Lord Shiva.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah, so that's how it happened.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Okay, there was this other time where uh, I had this friend named Steve, and he runs a a flea market. You know, we were talking on the phone because I I buy things from him. And I got a reading. It said, Steve, and it said, motorcycle accident, intersection, Boston. Okay. So I called him up, and I said, Steve, I don't know how to tell you this, but I, I got this reading about... A motorcycle accident in boston at an intersection but i know that you don't have a motorcycle and i don't know what this means so he said okay so later on that night he he calls you back and he says i was at the doctor's office in the waiting room and the tv was on and on the news they talked about a motorcycle accident in boston wow so, so there was there was a connection. Yeah, but I, I had no idea what the connection was, and neither did he. But it, it happened.
0: Yeah. So the, so these dice these dice interventions that you do are the dice divinations. They can work, but you never know. It's hard to find out who it's going to be the mess, who the message is going to be for. Right.
1: That's right.
0: But it does tell you something. It's almost like it, you can read part of a timeline of humanity.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: But you never know who exactly is pointed out to us.
1: You, you can get messages from the future. That's amazing. Yeah, you can get messages from Arcturians, Andromedans, Pleiadians, uh, spirits.
0: How how, are you doing, how do you contact the aliens? You know, uh,
1: basically what I do is I just throw the dice and say, what do I need to know next? Yeah. And whatever comes through, comes through.
0: That's amazing. I,
1: I think it's so cool. Yeah. The, the more specific you become, uh, the the less strength the reading has. Yeah. But if you leave it wide open and just say, um, you know, what do I need to know next? Um, I, I want to tell you about this uh, missing girl that I saw on a poster. You know, it was, it was a missing person's poster. I, saw it on a telephone pole and I ripped it down. And I took it home and I, I focused and meditated on the girl's face and her name and everything. And I did a reading and I found out what, where she was, what street she was on, that she was with a boyfriend and that she was going to be leaving for Texas. Wow. Okay. So then a couple of days later, I went down to the supermarket and I saw her family putting up some more posters. So I said to them, I, I know who your daughter is. I did a reading and I told her, told them the name of the street and that she was with a boyfriend. They were gonna believe it for Texas. And they all just stood there and stared at me.
0: But you you knew, it was, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and
1: then they walked away.
0: And did they, they find her?
1: I, I never found out, but I, I even went to the police station and I handed the reading to a cop and he threw it in the trash. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I, I I could have developed uh, an entire system of finding missing persons. If if the first one would have worked out, I would have continued doing it. Yeah. But there, there's all kinds of things you can do with this method.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Did, did I tell you about the earthquake? No. Okay, I, I got a reading that said Florida earthquake 4.5 on the Richter next Wednesday okay so of course back then I had a television and I'm, I'm watching I'm waiting for the six o'clock news then uh, you know the news comes on the guy says there was a 4.5 earthquake today in Ecuador wow so I thought wow three out of four isn't bad it's, only, really, it's only... really good the only one I didn't get was the location, okay? Yeah. So then I pulled the reading back up, and I went through the letters again, and I found Ecuador.
2: Well, why why Ecuador? What do you mean?
0: Is that where it was? Was
2: that where
1: the, where the earthquake was? Yeah, the earthquake happened in Ecuador.
0: Oh, to- so it did come true then?
1: It did come through, but I didn't see it. Oh, Wow. The reason I didn't see it was because I saw Florida. Yeah. So when I saw Florida, I didn't think about looking for another location, but it was in there.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I wonder how we can get the dice to be more, like, specific. Is that, do you think it's possible?
1: That, to be- that, the dice are specific. The way it works is when you see a reading, you want to memorize it. And then maybe three days later, the event happens, and then as you see it happening, and you remember the reading, it triggers the, the eternal state. It's like a deja vu.
2: Yeah. You know, one time I was talking to a girl about deja vu. She had a deja vu. As I was telling her about it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, there,
1: there was something else I wanted to tell you about this This guy, Augusto, that, that was woken up at four years old and saw the UFOs.
2: Yeah.
1: One of the times I went over to talk to him, um, you know, I, I would see him like on a regular basis because you're an interesting person, you know? And I, I was talking to him just like I'm talking to you right now, okay? And all of a sudden he starts like fidgeting and squirming in his seat and he's kind of like moving around and then he looks at me and he said, how did you do that? And I said, how did I do what? And he was like, well, whatever you're doing, it's working. Huh. I said, I wasn't doing anything. But I, I think what happened is it, when, when you're speaking certain words in certain tonal vibrations, it activates what I call a resonance effect. Okay. What's the resonance effect? It, it's when your body vibrates. Your whole yeah. entire body vibrates with resonance.
0: And and that getting back to the out of body experience and how we separate from our consciousness, you have to be at a high vibration frequency to do that too.
1: Yes, you have to. You have to get into the resonance effect, and your your whole body has to be vibrating at this other frequency, which is not, you know, normal. It's not normal thinking because, you know, like when, when you wake up in the morning. Uh, you become like a mental case. You get like you get like a, a beehive in your brain, you know, gotta go here, gotta go there, gotta do this. You know, you're thinking, you gotta do all these things, you know. But but actually what's happening is all of your thoughts are ancient memories of past lives. But your thinking mind is rejecting th- those those memories. And all day long you're thinking about all these things that you have to do. So so what I'm saying is, if you speak a certain way, and use certain tones, and speak certain words in a certain way, it can activate the resonance effect in another person. Wow. And that's what happened. I, I wasn't consciously trying to do that. In fact, I didn't even know what he was talking about. Yeah. I, I just thought I was talking to him just like I'm talking to you right now. Hmm. Huh. But that's the thing like if you're consciously trying to do it it's not gonna work yeah <laughs> it's kind of a catch twenty two because if you want it to work and you keep trying the more you try the less it happens yeah but but if it's spontaneous like if you can just get your mind off of trying to do it and just let it be spontaneous then it happens yeah that's what I'm saying when I was talking to that girl about Deja Vu, she had a Deja Vu right there.
0: Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Like, I, do you think Deja vu could be like Mandela, like like, like, like rips in the timeline, like?
1: But Deja Vu is when you step into eternity, okay? The, the past, present, and future is all the same. But the reason that Deja Vu only lasts for 10 seconds is because Your nervous system can't handle more than 10 seconds. Our our nervous systems are are all, we're all wired up from living in this Western society with electronics and governments and guns and bombs and news and all this other, all this negative stuff. It's, It's got your nervous system all wired up. I agree. Yeah, so your nervous system can only handle 10 seconds of a deja vu, otherwise you'd, you'd be in that state all day long.
0: That's pretty it's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, you'd be in a state of bliss all day long if it wasn't for all its negativity. Yeah. We're, I think now we're, we're really you know, consciously trying to get rid of it, not get rid of it, but um, we're trying to resonate with the monopole. Yeah. Now actually, I want to tell you this, this dialogue that we're having, about the monopole is the only dialogue. It's the first dialogue about the monopole.
0: David Sarita hasn't talked about it yet?
1: No, no, no. He doesn't know about it.
0: Oh, well, then I'm going to put it out on my channel. Probably I'll put it out tomorrow and people get a good look at it. I mean, people will be able to see this and uh, I just see what you're talking about, you know. and, and- Yeah, the, the,
1: the video called Satyug, Golden Age is totally amazing because what the you know on the flat Earthers are going to love this one. Hmm. What they're saying is that that we're not seeing a flat Earth because of dipole that we're in there right now. So if you would ask me, is is the Earth round or is it flat? I would say round. Yeah, because that's what you're seeing when you go up in space. Yeah. So you know if that's what everybody's seeing. If that's what our consciousness is creating. See what I'm saying? It's like a consciousness is creating around Earth and it's creating the dipole. It's which creating is everything. Left.
0: It's creating right. this uh, it's, computer screen. It's, com- it's creating like it's a hologram is what you're saying. Where we live in the right, holographic light.
1: Yeah, but th- there's also an element of reality even within a hologram.
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, they have, things seem real. Like, when you taste food, it seems real. Everything you do, when you go to the bathroom, it seems real. When you touch an animal or, you know, when you have sex with a woman, it all seems real. You know, yeah. it all seems really real. But it's it's weird. It's very weird.
1: Yeah, it's like scientists are discovering that uh, nothing is solid. But you're not going to see a scientist jump in a car and smash into a stone wall. Yeah. <laughs> right. just, yeah, just not going to try and prove it that way.
0: Yeah. Well, um we've been going about an hour. Um do you want to tell everybody about your site and everything and then we can uh, we can do we'll do the palm reading and then we can come talk about some more stuff and on uh how, well, I'll send you my palms and you can do the palm reading and then we can come back on the air and talk about it.
1: Okay, how about if you uh post my Email address at the bottom.
0: Yeah, what? what why don't you tell people what your email address too right now? What is it? Okay, it's revelartist7. That's R E V E L A
1: R T I S T seven at Gmail.
0: Okay. That way, and, if people are interested, yeah. they can do it, and they can they can do the palm readings, they can do the the, the alphabet game, everything.
1: Yeah, they can buy the dice, and they can do the dice tours at home. And I'll decode the letters for them.
0: That sounds awesome. Well, thank you for doing this. This was awesome, man. This was a, this is really interesting. You really tweaked my brain. Like you made me think about a lot of things. Like some of it's a little far out because I'm 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 trying to understand it. But I think I have to think about it. I, that's what this is all about. You have to. I have to think and learn. It's all new stuff. Yeah, it's
1: it's all about stimulating the thinking process. Yeah. That's why, you know, I, I, I like watching uh, Corey Good and David Wilcock, even though a lot of people think that they're, you know, agents and things like that. I still watch them because I get good ideas from them.
0: Yeah. I, I can I don't know if it's, I, I mean, I believe a lot of the secret space program, I think we have a secret space program, but um, it's, uh, it's hard to prove you know, that's what, that's what the, the thing is about it is it's so, so hard to prove because nobody has any evidence of it. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like abdu- abductions. Like I believe every contactee that comes on my show because, you know, like I, I feel bad for them. They're going through trauma. You know what I mean? Like, but, um, yeah. so but you can see it sometimes you can yeah. see it in the contactee. You can see the trauma they're going through, you know? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Well, um, Uh, rebelartist7 at gmail.com and I'll send you my uh, poems and everything and then I'll I'll, I'll email you we'll schedule another episode All right, sounds good thank you so much Jim this was awesome have a good night man yeah you too thanks